welcome to Finish Well Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing your home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Guess what? This is our 200th episode. Laura Nolet and I are so thankful for all the times that you have joined in and helped to make our podcast a success and a blessing to so many families. Today, I am your host, Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast, and we are going to talk about simple shortcuts to a stress-free Christmas. Again, this is episode 200. And I'm really excited to talk about Christmas because I love Christmas. I love all the decorating. I love all the baking. I love all the hospitality. But the truth is, it can be hard sometimes. It can be, you know, challenging as you get older. And when you have a lot of children and a lot of responsibility, you're trying to homeschool. You're trying to be involved in church activities. And then there's family. And you think, oh, give me some rest. So I am here to offer you some rest. First of all, I want you to know that we try always as mom so hard to create a picture-perfect Christmas because we want to give our families the best and we want to make lifetime memories. But sometimes in our quest to bless our families, the stress of it all just mars the whole experience. And we can think that we're doing so much that's so good, and yet because we're so stressed out and touchy and a little bit on the angry side, our kids are thinking, wow, why are we doing this? This is so stressful. And so, you know, we as moms set the tone in our house. That's just the way it is. If we're happy and peaceful, Our home is happy and peaceful. So I want to encourage you, join me in learning an easier way to do some of these wonderful Christmassy things you want to do with your family. So I am going to jump right into gingerbread houses. I love the idea of a gingerbread house. And I have tried so many times to build my own gingerbread house, like to make the gingerbread and put it all together. Then I went from there to kits where the pieces were already baked and made. You just had to put them together with frosting. Finally, I decided, you know what? It is not worth the stress because that is hard for me. And so I buy the kits with the gingerbread house already made and you just frost and decorate. And my I do it with my grandchildren now. I used to do it with my children. My children were part of all my experimenting with different ways to do the gingerbread house and also Laura's children. But now I find that is so much easier and you can be as creative and as not creative as you want to be because the gingerbread house is made. It's laid out and all the kids have to do is frost and put candy on. But if even that feels a little overwhelming, I will tell you about this really neat craft idea. You buy sugar cones and you turn them upside down. You frost them with green frosting, which is very easy. You can either buy green frosting or you can buy white frosting and just put a few drops of green food coloring in and voila, 
green frosting. And then you decorate the Christmas tree with little candies like gumdrops, M&Ms, things like that that look like ornaments. And this is such an easy craft. So if you love the idea of a gingerbread house and you want to do one with your kids, but you feel overwhelmed, there is an easier, simpler way. The next thing is trimming the tree. So when my kids were really little and they loved to help trim the tree and they would grab a fistful of ornaments and they'd hang them all in one spot. And then later after they were in bed, I'd move them all around the tree. Well, our family grew. We had more children. And I just found that some of my kids were very into it and some of them weren't so into it. So here is a trick to trimming the tree that removes the stress. You give each family member a section of the tree and a handful of ornaments. It might be 10 ornaments or 20 or even just three or four or five. But each family has their own section. They they put their ornaments on the tree that you have given them. And let me tell you what it does. It gets rid of the squabbling. And it gives each family member ownership because now they have their one little section and that's theirs. And you'll be surprised how they point out that one little section. This is the section where my ornaments go. So if you're interested in trimming the tree in a stress-free way, just try this and you will find it makes decorating the tree so much easier. The next thing is cutout cookies. You know, we do that still, although I I confess I don't do it every year. I make the dough, I roll it out, and we have flour everywhere. And it is fun to me because I grew up, my mom did that with me, my grandmother did that with me, and it's just very, very special. But there are times and Christmas years where I have just thought, I just can't deal with the mess this year. So what I do is you can purchase cookie dough in a tube and you can just roll it out with the rolling pin. But even that some years is too stressful. So what I've done is I bought gingerbread cookies in the Publix Bakery, that's our grocery store, Uh, or gingerbread, gingerbread men that have no decorations or Christmas cookies um, in different shapes or sometimes just round and they have no decorations. Then I buy them, we frost them and we decorate them with sprinkles or little cookies, uh, little candies. So that is just such an easier, fun way. Now, again, when I'm talking about de-stressing Christmas, if you love to do something, even though it's complicated and hard, then do it because you love it. But if you find, I want to do this, it looks so Christmassy, but oh my goodness, I just feel like it's so difficult, it's so stressful, and then I snap at my kids. So, you know, if you like these shortcut ideas, try them. But I'm not saying that you have to give up your wonderful things. For example, every year I make cinnamon rolls from scratch. I knead the dough. I let it rise. I don't use a bread machine. I just use my hands. I have to take off my rings. I have flour all over myself. And that is a very special thing that I do. I don't want to stop doing it. But if it wasn't fun for me, I would very much 
be committed to, to going out and just buying cinnamon rolls from a bakery. So again, it's what is fun. It's what you can handle without being stressed. Now, keep crafting simple. We all want to make crafts at, at Christmas and we can give them as gifts and all kinds of things, but simplify your crafts. And I'm going to give you a couple ways. First of all, when my children were young, I would always sign them up for a workshop at 4-H and I would maybe a sewing workshop where they would make Christmas pillowcases or Christmas stockings or one year they made quilted Christmas placemats. They were absolutely gorgeous. I dropped my kids off. They brought their lunch. They ate lunch. They sewed all day. And when I picked them up, they had these beautifully made Christmas quilted placemats to give as gifts or to keep. But you know what? There was no mess in my house. I did not have to do the sewing with them, which sometimes is stressful for me because I can sew, but it's not my best gift. So, you know, helping other people sew when the machine gets stuck or something like that, I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. So this was really good for me. Now, they also have um, workshops, kids' workshops, where they do crafting at Joann's and at Michael's and I believe at Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby's my favorite. But um, that is really fun because it does cost a few dollars, but the truth is they get all their craft supplies. And if you were doing it, you would have to go buy all the craft supplies too. So it's really a good deal. It's very much a good deal. Then if you decide, I really want to craft with my children, there's so many things that you can do that are super, super simple. Now, what I do is I go on Pinterest, I go online, and I say crafts for young children because I know they're going to be really easy. And because they're really easy, I know that I can, you know, upgrade them a little bit and and be neat and tidy as I do them and add a little sparkle and things to make them look really sharp and really nice. But the core of the craft is simple. So now I'm giving away all my secrets. I feel a little embarrassed, but that is how I do it. The other thing, um, I'm going to share with you some really easy crafts that I do that look really good and they're really fun. One is you make a tube of material, um, a very thin tube of material on the sewing machine with Christmas fabric. And then you need beads and marbles. So what you do is you have your tube, you put a bead on the outside. So you push your little tube of fabric through the bead. Then you put a marble inside the tube, all the way down to where the bead is. Then you put another bead on the outside of the tube, then another marble on the inside. And I do usually three marbles and five beads. And I made these, they're necklaces. And then all you do for the back is you just tie them in a knot and they just fit right over your head. Now I made these Christmas necklaces back in the 1990s, early 1990s, and my kids still wear them, and I still wear them. They're really fun. They're really attractive. They're kind of timeless. They're not necessarily faddish where a ton of people were doing them. I just saw the idea, and it wasn't even with Christmas fabric, and I thought, oh, that would be great for a Christmas necklace. So that is an idea. Another thing is you take 
cardboard and you cut out a star or you can do different shapes and then you cover it carefully and neatly with aluminum and it's very shiny because it's silver and if you want you can decorate it but that is another really simple really attractive craft another fun thing to do is you fill clear plastic ornaments now when i was doing our anne of green gables unit study i bought clear plastic hearts and I filled them with red and green pom-poms. That was it. And they looked so cute. And then I, I made a little bow and I glue gunned it to the top of the heart. And it was just really, really easy and pretty. So you can fill things with confetti. You can fill, you can put a picture. One year I got plastic ornaments and I put a picture inside. And then a little bit of confetti. It looked so pretty. So clear plastic ornaments are really fun. And there's just an endless supply of ideas of things you can put inside. Little trinkets, little tiny ornaments, um, so many different things. So uh, next is potpourri hoops. Now, these this is a little dated because these, these hoops were really big back in the 80s and 90s. And but the idea could still be really cute if you used a smaller one and the way you did um, the thing behind the ruffle behind the hoop. So what you do is you open the hoop. An embroidery hoop has two parts. And what when you're making an embroidery, you put the embroidery project you're working over the bottom hoop. Then you put the top hoop on. And you tighten it so that you have your material is taut. So that is the kind of hoop I'm talking about. So what you do is you lay a piece of material down on the hoop. And then you put potpourri on top. Then you put a piece of lace on top of that. And then you put the outer hoop on and you tighten it. So now what you have is material, potpourri, and lace. And it's very, very pretty. And then you can make a ruffle behind it with lace. You can make a ruffle behind it with material. Or you can actually buy ruffled material at a fabric store. So those are, again, they smell wonderful. And they're very pretty. And very attractive. I like to use satin and then the lace, and it's just very elegant. So, again, those are a little dated because back in the 80s and 90s, the country look was in, and you saw hoops in every home on the wall. But something that is timeless are Christmas wreaths. You can buy a base, just the plain um evergreen wreath or you can sometimes buy pine cone wreaths different things and then you just decorate it and everyone can decorate it the way they want i've decorated it with little gold ornaments i bought little um flower picks and put them inside the greenery and there's just so many things you can do that are so pretty and then when you get tired of it you just take all the stuff you put on the green away and you put new stuff on so wreaths are great things and people like getting wreaths they're always nice everyone wants a wreath on their door i mean as long as i can remember growing up being a young mom now being a grandmother everybody loves a wreath on their door or on their wall okay so that is making crafting simple so so far we've talked about 
gingerbread houses, decorating the Christmas tree, Christmas cookies, and, and crafting. Now, something that's really important to me is devotions. And sometimes we have made devotions a part of our Christmas, and we read a scripture, we sing a carol, and we pray together. And we talk a little bit about the scripture, too. But we find that as kids get to be teenagers and everybody's running here, it feels like life just gets busier. It seems really hard to slow everyone down for Christmas devotions. So, and sometimes people say, well, we've never done devotions and my kids just don't want to do it. They have a really negative attitude. So here is a way for the busy family to do devotions that works. And what you do is when you sit down around the table, one person reads a short passage of scripture from about Christmas. It could be from Matthew 1 or 2 or Luke 1 or 2 or the beginning of John, the Gospel of John. So that those are all about Christmas. And and you can also read some of the prophecies, the prophetic passages from the Old Testament. So they just read the passage and then the family sings one carol, one Christmas carol, and then someone says the blessing. That takes about five minutes, maybe seven or eight minutes if the carol is long. And you, you're bringing in the scripture and you're bringing in a Christmas carol. And that's a great start. Because it's not hard, it's not overwhelming, it's not stressful for anyone. So if you're wanting to do devotions and they just don't seem to happen, try these simple dinner devotions. Next is saving money. I know everybody wants to save money. And here's a way that we save money is by drawing names for extended family members. When Mike had a really big family and when we were a young family, we just really struggled financially. And so buying Christmas presents for everyone was so hard. So for his family, we would draw names. And then we only had another two other adults to shop for. And of course, everybody bought stuff for all the kids. But you can even draw names for the children. And I think if you're going to make that work, you just have to agree to a price that you're going to spend. And, you know, you don't want to be buying like a $5 box of chocolate and then someone gives you a $50 shirt. So agree on the price if you want to do that. As we go through the Christmas time, it can be so busy. And one thing that I really find difficult as the children reach teenage years is to find family time where it's just the family. Now, we actually have a family night that is Sunday night, but even in December, there's things going on on Sunday night. So choose an evening for Christmas for December, like Monday or Tuesday. Because Monday or Tuesday seems to be a night there's not a lot going on. And then have a list of ideas. The family could drive around and see lights. They could watch a Christmas movie. They could visit a living nativity scene. And you could play a game. You could 
play a Christmas story game where everyone starts a story and then they keep passing it around. Um, All kinds of things. You can make up words to new Christmas carols. So what does your family like? Make a list of things they would really enjoy doing together. And then each person has a different turn picking what they're going to do. So the first Tuesday, it might be Betty's turn. The second Tuesday, it might be Johnny's turn. So that is a way to find family time, and that makes you feel happier because you know we are having some uninterrupted family time every week. Another thing that can be stressful at Christmas is all the hospitality, and my last podcast was about turning getting ready for company, for people, extended family or friends visiting into a unit study. So if you are doing a lot of hospitality, you definitely have to check that out. Turn school into prep time for hospitality and the kids are going to learn and you are going to have so much help. But no matter what, make cooking and cleaning a family project. So keep it fun and work together. When my kids were little, I used to say that Saturday mornings, the Curtis clean machine went to work and we would all clean together on Saturday mornings and we would all meet down in the family room and everyone would get their jobs. And sometimes people were paired up. Sometimes they worked alone and then we would all go do our jobs. And if people finished first, They would go help the people who weren't finished. We cleaned our entire house in two hours. Why? Because we all were working together at the same time. And it's hard when you're cleaning and no one else is cleaning. It just makes you feel like I'm working so hard. I'm Cinderella and everybody else is just the wicked stepsister. I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? That's what can happen. And then, and you're having fun and you're laughing and you're helping And then when it's done, it's done. So I encourage you for Christmas cleaning, work together as a family. Then combine Christmas and homeschooling. I talked about the unit study that I, uh, the free unit study. My last podcast was a free unit study on hospitality over the holidays and taking a whole week and just focusing on that as school. But we love Christmas unit studies. We have done Christmas with the Anna Green Gables, Christmas in colonial times, Christmas with um, the Little House on the Prairie books. We've done Christmas in Germany, Christmas in Bethlehem, Christmas in Italy. We love, love, love Christmas unit studies. We've done Christmas with Little Women, Christmas in Florida. And so those are so fun because you're – homeschooling learning is not just about this thing and this thing and this thing, but it's all about Christmas and it's fun stuff and you're making Christmas presents to give away and you're making dishes that you're going to freeze until Christmas day. And you're, you're writing Christmas letters and wrapping Christmas gifts and all of that while you're learning about different fun things. So we love Christmas unit studies And that really simplifies Christmas for me because even decorating was part of our Christmas unit study. One more way to uh, make Christmas simple is to freeze holiday dishes and desserts. And when I think about that, I 
don't know how I would do it without doing this because there's so many things that freeze well. And you can cook and you can bake. And some things can just be refrigerated. Like every year for Thanksgiving and Christmas, I make a mashed potato casserole. And I make it a couple days before and cover it with foil and put it in the refrigerator. And it just stays there until it's ready to go. Other things like my sweet potato casserole doesn't freeze well, so I have to make it the day up. But the more you can make things ahead and freeze them, the better. And one of the things that I do on holiday dinner mornings is I give each of the older kids a dish that they make. So we all come into the kitchen. No one's like saying there's not mass confusion. It's like, okay, Julian is making the green bean casserole and I'm making the sweet potato casserole and Katie Beth is making the biscuits. And that really helps too, because many hands makes light work. One thing I've learned to freeze and do is, um, I call it one dough, many cookies. And what you do is you make up your favorite chocolate chip recipe times 10. I know that sounds like a lot. I use the Toll House cookie recipe, but you could leave your use your favorite chocolate chip recipe, but leave out the chocolate chip. And then you freeze the dough in batches. So I make this massive amount of dough. Then I put it in... 10 different freezer bags. Now, whenever I want to cook, I take out the batch and I put it in a bowl, let it thaw, and then I add in my favorite things. Like I've made white chocolate chips and peppermint, pieces of peppermint candies. I've made butterscotch chips and sprinkled in some um, cinnamon and mixed it in. I've made raisins and nuts together. I've done chocolate chips. I mean, what's more fun than chocolate chips? I've done white chocolate chips and macadamia nuts. So there's so many different ways you can use this cookie dough, and it's really easy. And I found that they even look different because if you have little pieces of peppermint and white chocolate chips, it looks very different than the cookie dough with chocolate chips, even though they're very similar. So on a plate, it looks very pretty. My final way to help you with uh, simplifying Christmas is that when you're hosting a holiday meal, you're hosting a holiday event, let people bring something. Let them bring their favorite holiday meal. It just makes it everything so much easier. I usually don't ask my daughters to bring something when they've just had a baby or other guests when they've just had a baby. But if even they can bring, pick up some rolls at the bakery or bring drinks, a couple gallons of sweet tea. So whatever people are great at cooking, let them bring that. For years, my friend Laura and I have had a joint Christmas dinner. And we would always divide the menu. And then as our kids got older and they were out on their own, then they would make stuff too. So it it really helps things to be less stressful when you share the cooking load. Now, I've talked about all of this simplifying Christmas, making things stress-free. And one of the biggest reasons to make things stress-free at Christmas time It's because Christmas is a birthday. It's a celebration of the one who loved you so much 
that he laid aside his glory. He left heaven to come and live a perfect life, die for your sins and my sins, and conquer death by rising again. This holiday is all about Jesus. And yes, we want to do festive and fun things, and and we want to make memories with our children. But the best thing that you can give your children is to have a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ, especially at Christmas. And for them to hear you singing Christmas worship songs or Christmas carols, which I think are so worshipful, in your bedroom while you're reading your Bible and having your personal time with Jesus over Christmas, that is so precious. And that means more than anything else. So as you simplify and make Christmas less free, don't push Jesus out of your Christmas and make time, mom, to spend with him and to love him because really this day is all about him. Have a blessed Christmas and I I'm so happy that you joined us for our 200th episode, and I wish you a very, very happy new year as well. I will see you next time, and until then, happy homeschooling. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.